Good evening, everybody. Welcome to FUVFC, WFUV's soccer podcast. Just two of us today, me, John Furlong, Mir Gori across from me. Mir, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you, John? I am just fantastic. I mean, we like to get everybody involved, but there are some times where it's just the true OG squad, John and Mir. Yeah, know? bottom line is, uh, I think since you've had me on, I have consistently made it, other than the week of Halloween. That is, and I think, and you were you were out doing extracurricular things, which, right? You know, exactly. Can't, you, can't, you can't blame I can't yeah. blame you for that, but yeah, you've been a it's been a you've been a quite consistent host. I I appreciate that, considering as a as a coordinator of a podcast, it's quite nice to have Thanks someone you can on, you can man. count on. Absolutely, Mirrors. I'm I'm glad that you're here. You know who else is glad right now? Fans of the Seattle Sounders, first of all. After last year, their arch-rivals, Portland, winning the MLS Cup. That must have killed them. And second of all, Jordan Morris. How can you not be happy if you're a Seattle Sounders fan? You have a budding—he's basically Clint Dempsey of the future, is what, is what I'm basically going to call him. He, he's basically the same type of player. And it's funny, they're doing this—they're doing all of this. They're in the MLS Cup without the—I I'm I'm, I guess not impact—without the services of Clint Dempsey. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean— to, to me, the goal was really nice, but it was more so just the. I, I you know I I didn't watch the whole game because I'm I'm not really the biggest fan of MLS, but obviously it's the playoffs, and since I'm on the pod, I have to you know touch up a little bit on <laughs> you it. Gotta, you gotta yeah. you gotta, I gotta do, put uh, some do the research for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and you know the best part of it all to me was the celebration after that score, and the reaction from uh just all the fans on Twitter. Um, you know it. it to me, it, it was an, an it was a nice response for a Sunday, you know. Yeah. And and, and I I was just it, it looked like the beginning of something really really nice for him and for the fan base and you know maybe for the MLS I don't know um but you know I'm gonna lean on you on that one to des- to decide if, if he's really a, a bright star for the MLS and for the team but yeah I mean that that the the joy that they got from it looked like it was j- more than just uh, they were advancing, but also just the fact that they got something good. It was know? surprising when he chose to go to the MLS instead of going overseas to Europe, coming out of college, because he was a star in college. He uh-huh. just dominated. He, leading the line at Stanford, he just dominated opponents. They, they won that final. They won the final when he was a senior 4 0, and I think he had a hat trick in that game. But it was real surprising when he chose to go to MLS. Everybody was saying, oh, he's not challenging himself. This is exactly what's wrong with American soccer. But he's he's found his niche. He's he's done a very, very good job. And he's led a team to a league title. I, I will, no, a, a league championship game, yeah, excuse yeah, me. But, but, yeah. um, but I will say, um, if Howard was in... I, I, That's a whole different game. Yeah, a whole different I, series. I think, whole uh, different uh, tie, I mean. Yeah, exactly. And... and I'm gonna give it to him, you know. Destiny's destiny, and maybe he's destiny's child, you know. And he's <laughs> he's gonna um, make some nice moves. But uh, you know, you said he had a chance to go to uh, overseas. Do you think he might still do that? Or I do you think, think he after, will. I think he he. Or has you think to. after this goal, you know, everybody's just so pumped about <coughs> him that he's he, because you know when you're on a team and and everybody loves you and the whole city loves you. Uh, even on a Sunday night, you know, when everybody's thinking about the the Seahawks, you know, uh, the the fact that that he got such a great response from Twitter, um, more so than I think any other, uh, I guess, upcoming star in the MLS would normally get in this situation. Um, do Do you think this might prolong his stay at least? I think if anything, it'll shorten it. I think really, a lot, I think oh. a lot of uh, overseas clubs. I think we'll why would that. you Why would you not want to take a look at him? 
How much MLS players don't cost that much. He's somebody's going to take his, a, somebody's going to take a shot at him. I know American players do do a very poor job in in Europe. Besides the exception, I mean, Landon Donovan didn't really set the world on fire when he went over to Everton. So it's it's like I think that was a little know, unfair. Maybe know? somebody maybe somebody will take a shot at him. I really do. Maybe like a I don't want I don't want to throw names out there, but I think some I think some team. We'll take a shot at him. I really do. Like a Sunderland good yeah, at developing. I, I, Sunderland was the first team really? I thought of, and I was just like, maybe not Sunderland. Or Southampton. You know, they're good at developing. No, talent. I think Southampton's a little too British-oriented. I think you need okay. a club with like Amer- that has taken a shot on American players. Like, for example, a Fulham Sunderland. Or something like it's like that. a Fulham. Yeah. yeah, Clint Dempsey went there. Or a uh, – because Sunderland had DeAndre Yedlin. They had Josie right, Alvador right, at yeah, one yeah. point. Maybe in Everton. They seem to love American players. Tim Howard. Landon Donovan, they've always loved an American influence in their team. I don't think a team like a like a United because they had a bad experience with Tim Howard, and they're very anti. They're very they they don't think. I guarantee you, they're a little too. Uh, yeah, I think uh, with the exception of Ronaldo, I think uh, United likes to, and that's their tradition. They like yeah. to build within. You yeah. Know, so. No, I agree. Speaking of United, we're gonna shif- shift gears here a little bit. Seattle Sounders obviously in the final. Next game, I believe the Eastern Conference final, second leg, I believe is Tuesday, Montreal. And Toronto FC, Toronto Mon- Montreal went up three two and three nil in that game. Excuse me, mm-hmm. and then Toronto came back to at least make it interesting in the second in the second leg, which is going to be in Toronto, I believe. And if Toronto wins, they will host the MLS Cup, which is big. But if this if Montreal wins, Seattle will host the MLS Cup, which is incredible considering they play in the Seahawks stadium and they would open up just about everything for that game and they get 67,000 fans into there, which would just be incredible. So for, for you know, the health of the MLS, I feel like this uh, the Sounders game was a better look for the MLS. But, you know, I was really I was really talking up the game uh, against uh, for Montreal and Toronto. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I... It, you know, I guess this is the Italian in me. It reminded me of 2005 Liverpool AC Milan. AC Milan up 3-0 mm-hmm. uh, going into the half in the Champions League final. Uh, Liverpool ends up tying it and then winning on penalty shootouts. And I'm, I'm not saying that, that, you know, it's that magnitude, but, you know, the energy was definitely there and that, that kind of comeback story was nice. Yeah. Um, I think, you know... If the second leg proves to be even more dramatic, like a a tough two one win for either team, I think that's going to be huge for the MLS. And um, you know, I I just think overall uh, the game was slightly disappointing in terms of overall impact, <coughs> but at the same time, um, I really liked the fact that the players uh, from Toronto dug deep and and they found their way to at least, you know make the second leg winnable for yeah. them, for themselves. Like, I, I started to transition to the BPL, and then I backtracked, but I would definitely want to get to the BPL, especially me, <clears throat> considering oh, yes, of the results from over the weekend. The winning streak continues. The clean sheet streak is gone, but the winning streak continues. Chelsea, seven matches in a row now. Seven wins on the trot. A 2-1 win over Spurs. Pedro, absolute screamer, which canceled out a screamer from Erickson. World class goal from Erickson. Fantastic. He's one of the. He, I'd say he's more of an underrated player in the league, and that just really showed his class. He he really is a fantastic player that doesn't get a lot of attention. Uh-huh. But Pedro, my goodness, he has been. He's been fantastic this season under Conte. He has. He's really getting back. I don't want to say he's back to the Barcelona levels, but he that was an absolutely world class goal. And then Victor Moses, you don't know how hard of a goal that is to score. He's basically one-on-one with Hugo Lloris 
Who's from a point fantastic, bl- fantastic keeper. keeper from point blank range. And I know if Lloris gets a stop on it and it, it goes off a defender, unlucky deflection, and it goes in. But Victor Moses, if that's a player off form, that ball is over the crossbar. Like, you don't understand how tough of a shot that is. Coming in on a goalkeeper with the entire stadium just holding their breath because it's a, basically just a one-on-one. You don't really see those in top-play yeah, qual- top football. Goal, you, ba- you basically, I mean, excuse me, you barely ever see a one-on-one goal in such high-level football like that. And you barely ever see, like, a breakaway goal or, like, someone like that. They just completely forgot about him on the far side. And he just ran in, ghosted in at the back post. And... As I said, if that's an off, if that's last year's Eden Hazard, if that's last year's Diego Costa, that ball's over the top. But that, yes. that's, and this is this is Victor Moses as well. This isn't a world class player like Eden Hazard. You know, but it's one of those moments. I think that there's a combination of obviously there's a natural skill for him to be at to, at that level yeah. and to be given the opportunity and 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 maybe a little bit of luck. But it also goes to the point that, you know, I go back to the uh, the team this summer with Italy. Italy was god awful. They were that was one of the worst Italian I mean, teams on paper that I've ever seen. I mean, they that, were the, the, to, they were to awful. Explain to you how amazingly fantastic that defense was, and they were still really bad. They beat Spain. I, I exactly. I don't know I mean, how they to, did that. To, to to explain to you just how bad that team was, and they had a, a historic, I would say, a historic lineup on that defense on the defensive side. Just goes to show just how bad. And, and how decimated with injuries also the midfield was, and and how just devoid of talent the 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 attack was. Yeah, they, yeah. And the fact that they went to such great lengths, I think, even though they were for the first time ever, Italy did not uh, beat Germany. Um, it showed that Conte can get his players to to play four times above their their normal levels, and I think this goal uh, this this. The other day is a prime example of if you just believe you you, you know in in your coach really inspires you. There's a little bit of luck, a lot of skill. I mean, those kind of goals are possible. Yeah, they're believing. Yeah, these, I mean, these Chelsea players are believing. Yeah, I mean, th- this Chelsea fans are believing. Believe me, I I didn't t- you know no offense or anything. I didn't. I really thought based off of the start of the season. I really you sat in here and said that Chelsea wasn't even going to make the Champions top, League. Yeah, I didn't. You think, sat in here on exactly. mid September and said that. And believe me, I haven't forgotten that. Yeah, no, no, no. I was I was gonna I was gonna apologize. Well, to thank that. you. And and it's just. I'm I'm not gonna lie, and and I'm gonna transition to Liverpool here because, and not to say that that's it, the other big story for the yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's like a meant to be kind of situation, and and you know to the next point, you know Coutinho's injury is a prime example. Like, you know, Klopp can make his statements about you know it, it, Coutinho's injury doesn't define you know uh, our performance. Yeah, but you know. If if Barcelona has Messi on the team, but they lose, I don't know Iniesta, who obviously at this point in his career is not what he was, that team suffers. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and 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 um, I think Liverpool will suffer from this. I I don't know if they will fall off. Yeah, I I, I trust Klopp a lot, and Liverpool's a good team. Yeah, but this is a bad injury. Exactly, this is a and bad. This just injury. points to Chelsea believing. This looks like Chelsea's year. It does. Suddenly, all the magic is working. It does. Manchester City lacks discipline. Uh, Pep doesn't. He's not really the best players coach. He's much more mm-hmm. of a tactician. Unless if he's at Barcelona, because culturally connects with the yeah. players better. You know, to me, 
you know, you got you should be really happy, John. No, this, I am. Believe me, I am. Like really I'm thrilled beginning. with this season, and there's there is a sense of there's a sense of magic with this team. Like you said, yeah. it. There's a sense. There's something special about this team. The way they, the way they always show up, and they always are. The, every single player is on form. I can't tell you one player who played poorly in that game. I can't tell you one player who's played poorly in any of the past seven wins. I can't. David Luiz has been fantastic. See, Azpilicueta looks like a natural at center back. He's been a career left back, and he looks like a natural at, at, as the third center back in that in that back three. So let me ask you this. Uh, you, you know, you're the obviously whenever you're a fan of a team, you mm-hmm. also look ahead to like worry. You know, can we, will we maybe oh, lose yeah, of course. or who who's the biggest threat? John, who do you think is the biggest threat at this point? Factoring in Coutinho's injury, who? I mean, do you do you see anybody? Threatening Chelsea. I am by other no, than Chelsea. I am by no means giving us the title because it is such a long season, and someone someone will figure out what Conte has done. Someone will figure out the antidote to what he's doing right now. This streak will end. We'll lose some random game. <clears throat> I think we'll play well against Man City. I do, but I think after that, I think that's a bit of a hump. Once they get off of that, it's a bit of a relaxing time. You had two games against two title rivals. And then I don't know exactly what the schedule is after that, but it's against not so great teams, and they can kind of sit back and they can kind of relax and maybe think, maybe think a little too much. And some some manager, and it's going to be some random manager, like it Swansea. Be, it might, I was just going like to say, that. it might even be Bob Bradley who yeah. figures out the perfect antidote to this three four three, and they might even nip a goal. They might they might draw one one. They might hold them to nil nil. But it's such a long season. And there are injuries. Like, if Diego Costa goes down, this team's in trouble. Bash- yes. Bashuai has been... And you've got to realize, Diego Costa is injury-prone. He's very, very yeah, injury-prone. His you've, hamstring's going, still shot. Going, going back to his days at Atletico, he missed that 2014 final because he was injured. So they, they yeah. ejected him with like horse, di- like yeah, horse he, they, they, and then he only he thing. only lasted like 18 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was a real shame because he was the lifeblood of that team, and right. then they sold him to Chelsea. Um, but yeah, it, it's... <laughs> If he goes down, the team takes a real hit. I don't think it'll be a death blow. I think it, it, the team will will not play as well as it has been now in the time that he's out. But to answer your question, it's Chelsea. I really think Man City is the only challenger. Oh. I think with this Coutinho injury, I don't know how long he's out for. Do you know how long he's out for? It's extensive. So it's, I, it, I, it, it's it, it looked three it, months, it yeah. looked real bad. I yeah. think I don't think Liverpool is going to go away. They'll be in the top four. They'll be around. But if you look at that team, that defense isn't great. They have Matip. But that's always that's always been their problem. They've got Liverpool's got a great attack. If you look back into twenty fourteen, they had Sterling and they had Sterling, Suarez, and Sturridge. Three world class who were on the form of their lay the, all three of them had the season of their lives and they still couldn't win the league. Because that ba- the the back four just wasn't up to par. They had Glenn Johnson, Martin Skirtle, who Martin Skirtle at that point of his career was just Old and Glenn Johnson's one of the most overrated players to ever come through the Premier League, and it, it, it's just the, the 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 attackers got the defense out of jail constantly throughout that season. If you look at their scores, five three, six three, four three, four two. A lot of games where Suarez just went off yeah. and the defense kind of just held on. You see, you're not really seeing scores like that to really kind of hit you over the head with the fact that this defense is weak. But I don't trust this Liverpool defense at all. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the the, the, the and again, you're right. The the Conte signing is really 
working out. Signing it, of the season so Yeah, they're, they're so solid. That, he, was a miss, he was a missing link. He fits so perfectly in that 3-4-3. Three, three. And I think I think it's just the, the trick with them, and they're going to figure it out, is they have to figure out a way to, uh, um, you know, make that midfield a little less disciplined, like get under their skin or get in their head a little, uh, overwhelm them, do something like that. Matic is a bit suspect, I'm going to say that. If if yeah. you can get under Matic's skin, he ha- he was off form for a full year. I mean, to me, Chelsea's biggest threat at this point is Chelsea. No, I agree. I, I, I personally don't think Manchester City as is as big of a threat. I do. I think th- I think they're just so deep that they haven't they have enough players, they have enough good players no, 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 to make of course, this run. But, but when you have you know that magic and you're hot and you got great players and you got a great scheme, yeah, you're lacking definitely a lot of depth on the on the defense. Uh Kante's really working hard and you know, it's still the end of November, so you know, there's still a long season to go. Long season. But to me it's like injury, uh, you know, um Maybe some issue in the locker room, something like that, to me, is going to be the bigger undoing for Chelsea if they are to not, um, you know, win the title. But but to me, John, I think the chances are good. I know you don't want to say it because you don't want to jinx it, and I don't want to jinx it for you. So we're just going to say they got a really they got good a shot. real good shot. Yeah, they've gone. I They're I three was points clear or four points clear. I'm not. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I think. I want to say they're only two. Two. Okay. I want to okay. say they're only two points clear, Man City. I, let me. There's like barely any service in the studio, but I'll okay, see if I can look that up real quick. Um. But yeah, it's it, it. This is a big game on Saturday when they when they take on Man City. Like it's 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 one of those games where you look back at it at the end of the season and say that's that could be a title decider. Yeah, because they they factor in head to heads on ties and yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, it's it. No matter which way you slice it, no matter wh- whether you look at it from a tiebreakers perspective, it's just it's just a big game, yeah. and we'll we'll see, we'll see how it works out. I'm excited for it. It'll be a great game. I don't know if I'm gonna be awake for it because it's 7:30 on a Saturday. Hopefully, I'll uh, I'll be coherent at 7:30 on Saturday after a Friday night. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll. It's gonna be it's gonna be a real fun. It's gonna be a real fun game. These are the games that I that you look at before the season, you circle on the calendar and say like, okay, these are the big games. And this this is a huge stretch for for Chelsea. I mean, they took on Man United recently. They took on obviously Spurs the other day. They got Man City now. This is a big stretch for them. So we'll see we'll see how they how they come through this. Switching to your favorite league, we've got the Serie A. And if you don't mind, I'm not a huge Serie A guy. I know you know way way more about the Serie A than I do. So just. <laughs> Go ahead. We were talking about this so, before the show, but anyway, just just go for it. So uh, obviously, I'm a Palermo fan. They're only one point clear at the top, by the way, Chelsea. Right, thirty-one points. Liverpool's on thirty. City's on thirty. Arsenal twenty-eight. To, Arsenal in fourth. And, and to to you know connect the two sides on that. Mm-hmm. I I to me, Chelsea this offseason needs to do something about that defense. And you know where Conte is looking. He's going to look in Italy. Yes. And the two teams right now that are hottest in the, in the Serie A are Juventus and AC Milan. And Chelsea's looking uh, for, uh, you know, Bonucci, who's obviously the leader and the superstar. Yes. And, you know, one of the historic greats in defense and in Italian soccer. Um, and Donnarumma at uh, Milan. Because, yeah. you know, n- not to talk to, uh, go back too much on Chelsea, but... I've heard Thibaut Courtois is wants trying to go to back to him. He wants to go back to Spain. He wants to be yeah. the next Real Madrid keeper. And I, uh, quite honestly, I don't blame him. I feel like 
And it just makes me but hate that. But don't you want to love makes, playing for Call of Duty? It makes me so sick that we let Czech go, who's an absolute club legend. Yeah, he was loyal, you know. He, he was never so left. loyal, he never said anything bad about the club. And we let him walk for a younger goalkeeper who, yeah, is really good. But I, in my opinion, he's the most overrated goalkeeper in the Prem. He's looked really good this season. Yeah, and last year he was a joke. He was, he was, he was an absolute, really he was awful last season. He was just one of, the, uh, one of the many players who were terrible last year. So, you know, going to that point, uh, right now in this area, um, Juventus is, has 33 points, four points clear of AC Milan. And, uh, and Roma, and, and and yeah, and Roma, and and you know the two were tied, um, and you know it's it's really shocking. Uh, this team is made up of the core is made up of teenagers and twenty uh, one year olds and twenty three year olds. Vesilio's twenty three, uh, Suso, who's been a, a, a revelation for um for 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 AC Milan, um, especially after the fact that he just flamed out at Liverpool. Yeah, just twenty one. He's the only non-Italian that's really the core player there. He's Spanish, and and then Suso's twenty-three. Uh, sorry, he's twenty-three. Then and this year twenty-three. I'm I'm blanking on who's twenty-one. I think Romagnoli's twenty-one then, and uh, and then uh, oh sorry, uh, Niang is twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Niang is very good. He's he's he really. I mean, you know, for a guy that's been around for a long time there. I mean, he's been there for since he was sixteen. He really needs to get it going because. Uh, you know the, the the players are 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 starting to mature quickly. I mean, you're looking at Donnarumma, who was starting already last year at the age of 16. You know, so so the players are developing quickly, and you know, with this injury to Bonucci, which I think will also impact, uh, you know, a transfer signing to Chelsea this summer. His injury uh, is going to keep him out for three months. Mm-hmm. They're suspecting, and that's a massive blow to Juventus. And they have won five straight uh, Serie A titles. And I'm not saying that this is the year that they lose it, but the fact that Bonucci is going to be out for three months yeah, is a is a completely a re- devastating yeah, blow. It is. I'm you know obviously being a fan of Barzagli because he played at Palermo and we developed him very nicely. I don't think that he's at the level of Bonucci, and obviously he's not as important as uh, Buffon, and and you know he's he's obviously not as imposing as Chiellini, but Bonucci's the leader, and and for him to, um, you know. Be out that long, and and I know four points is a is a comfortable lead for Juventus, but I could tell by uh, the, the uh, by Massimo Allegri's uh, reaction to the injury, he's worried. Yeah, and they, I mean obviously they sold Pogba. They got a, rid of Pogba, who is a main who's a main nice, part of that midfield, yeah, and a nice defender who could always drop back. Yeah, I think it's I think it's highly concerning for Juventus. I'm not saying that this is the doom for the season because it's still early, but three months are three months. Yeah. And, you know, Licksteiner's great, but who do you move in into the, the, the center-back role? Uh, they, they've really worked hard at stabilizing their midfield. They, they look towards always, obviously with their Danny Alves. Don't forget about Danny Alves as well. Danny Alves is great, leg. but these are, these are th- again, these are all backs. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're, no, that's they're, true. They're, they're left or right backs. And and I'm I'm just a little concerned for them, um, but at the same time I think I'm not saying you should be happy about the Bonucci injury, but the fact that Milan is pressing so hard at such a young age with such an inexperienced core yeah. is really encouraging for the Serie A. Who who will beat Milan or who will beat Juventus if it happens? Well, so I I I really think that Roma is on their last legs. Really I agree. Because this is I agree. This is Totti's last year. 
Um, I think he's trying to go with. Jacko's been on fire though. Twelve goals in fourteen matches. Exactly, a, a wonderful signing. He, fi- from, he fits very well in. I in think the, Manchester City made a massive mistake yeah, not no, giving I him more time. You know, he and Balotelli really should have stayed at Manchester City as much as Balotelli really helped out at Milan. City had Tevez, Balotelli, and Jacko all in the Aguero, same team, and, Agu- and Aguero. They had four. They had incredible strikers. That was like only four years ago as well. Yeah, I mean it's 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 really astonishing the fact that that team flamed out so quickly, and you know that's what happens when you have all these egos. And I think that that is kind of Juve's problem this year is, although they look really good. They haven't looked amazing in the Champions League. Yeah. And I think it's because they're starting to go away from their identity. Juve has always been a team that builds off of their defense, and they're, you know, they're usually just all Italian players. But, you know, they're, they're starting to add other players like Pjanic, Iguain, and, and it's starting to change the identity a little bit. And that's why teams like AC Milan can, can start making a big move. And on top of that, uh, a nice little shout out to uh, Pioli. The addition that, that Inter has made, obviously with their horrible management systems that have been going on this year, and thankfully they're switching over to new ownership at the mm-hmm. end of the season. I think Stefano Bioli has been a magnificent revelation for the team. The team has slowly been developing. They've already moved from 12th to 8th in the in the, in the table. I'm not saying that uh, Inter by the end of the season is going to be top 3 to make the champions, but if, if they keep their coach, and even if they just keep these players... Next year, they will make the the top three. Milan is making a massive stretch. If I was Juventus, I would be very worried. No, I agree with you. I, I'm just looking at the Juventus team. It doesn't seem as strong as it is in past years. Yeah, but you've also United. you've also yeah you've also got to say like who's going to beat them? I mean, Jeco uh, is leading that line on Roma like like we we mentioned. And if I in my opinion, just looking at I haven't really watched any of the games, but just looking at the table and looking at the statistics, if anybody's going to beat them, I feel like it is Roma. I feel mm-hmm. like they've been up there for a few years now. I mean, they've been, in, last year. they've been in the future. They've been in the Champions League a couple times, and I just feel like they're the they're the most they're the most prepared team to do that. I really I I think they have the most experience. And if you're going to beat a team like Juventus, who, as you said, have won four straight titles, I think it's got to be from an experienced team. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to see Totti win out yeah, uh, last year. Be, yeah. It'd be it'd be really, really nice. Mir, yeah. let me just say I love talking Serie A with you, the way you pronounce all these names. Oh, it's no just, problem. Oh, it's, just, it's just sublime. It's no just, problem. You bring an, a, a, uh, a level of authenticity to this Thank podcast like you. no other, my friend. Thanks, John. We're going to wrap things up tonight. Thanks a lot for joining us. John Furlong, Mir Gori. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Together.